on youtube no we're not live and i just he's, oh, he's already fucked it up so you've already fucked it up so um I, <laughs> anyway we're not live so uh, i want to get out in front of this that voice you just heard was trent now trent was mentioned on the kms show when montante was in as was going into the main show and trent is also the minifan that dave basically saved his life and i just want to get out in front of this because i don't I don't want Trent's blood on my hands. Trent has came <laughs> and asked to come on Minifandom to cut his teeth before he goes into the main show. He's never done a podcast before. He's not like Mick, who you're going to hear from in a minute, who's done, you know, Beyond Average Shit podcast to cut his teeth. So, um, so Trent has come on to get experience. Dave Cullinane has already put out a tweet saying they're going to reconsider his appearance on the main show after coming on this show. I just want to say I put my hands up. I've, I've warned Trent. I've also <laughs> Trent has come on and asked to come on to get some experience. So, look, if Trent does anything wild, I'm, I'm rubbing, I'm washing my hands of it. Uh, so, Trent, welcome <laughs> to Minna Fandom. Well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I won't go too much into uh, the whole Dave situation, but I mean, I've been listening to Kirk since he was on E. I believe, and I could be wrong about this, but I believe he used to fill in Saturdays for either Mustard or Johnson when they weren't in. And I remember thinking, I fucking hate this guy. There's something about his voice. There's something about the way he went about his business, but he grew on me obviously him going and getting his chance on uh dennis and callahan and then all the merchants and stuff happened okay um, we don't need to live, relive kirk we don't need to relive kirk now now you all know what, what, now we've got mick drip back on the podcast what's up buddy how you doing <clears throat> welcome on here yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Lots so, of So on this edition of Minna Fandom, we, we, it's, we're going to play the hits. You know, we've got some taking care of business. Um, Adam from Jersey has piped up, which we'll get to and listen to questions. We've got show stuff. We've got Minifan World. All types Adam of from Jersey? That's what, we, that's what you just called him? Yeah, Adam Adam from Jersey. You called him so, something different off the air just a minute ago, I thought. I thought I yeah. maybe misheard you. <laughs> Maybe you did, uh, but yeah, so much to talk about. Uh, no, I heard and, what you heard. And we're, Trent, please behave yourself. Um, <laughs> and um, Trent, Trent, obviously in for the long haul. So uh, let's get into it, um, Trent. So when are you due in um, to the main show? So I, you know, I reached out. I've reached out a few times to Kirk, um, and and he's been pretty responsive, but. I don't know what it was about this time. Um, I reached out. I was like, hey, man, I really want to come on the show. And he responded back and said, get in touch with Dave. I said, okay. Same day, got in touch with Dave. He said, we can do uh, anything that's not Super Bowl week. So March 30th is the day that I've decided on. Um, so I'll be up there in March, uh, at the end of March. Right. And and, and you originally so from Mass? Pretty exciting. No, I'm from Texas. Funny thing, my grandfather used to do sound systems for like sound systems video boards for professional stadiums. I believe his last 
stadium he did was the new Yankee stadium. So he brought my uncle up to Boston in the mid to late eighties and they fell in love. And then just through Kirk's going to hate this just through the Red Sox. We bonded. I was a huge Red Sox fan. Um, he started taking me up there and then I just started coming into the city a few times a year because I love it. The cost mm-hmm. of living wasn't so high compared to Texas. I'd be there. And where are you from in Texas? Roughly. So everyone knows where Dallas is for the most part. If you go about an hour and 15 minutes northeast, you'll end up in a little town called Tom Bean, Texas. T-O-M-B-E-A-N. I graduated with 72 people. And last time the census checked, I think there was like 1,400 people in the town. So pretty much on the Oklahoma-Texas border. Wow. Well, um, I guess there's not many Minna fans in Texas. And that's, I mean, it's funny because obviously I love, um, well, it's not funny, but, you know, I love Kirk and I, you know, I live in Australia and I found him that way. And you live in Texas and you still found him. It just shows to all the haters that say he's just um, liked in Massachusetts. His his tentacles go far away. Um, just quickly, uh, just for the listeners, you know, are you a Steve or a Carl guy? So I might be one of the very few people that has enjoyed everyone that's had a a permanent or semi-permanent portion of the show. Of course, at the beginning, I thought Steve was a smug asshole, but he's grown on me. He's hilarious. So, I mean, obviously I'm a Cully guy for obvious reasons. Uh, But, yeah, I've liked everybody on the show. I'm not going to – so, as we talked about, I'm new to this. So, I I sit here. I I reached out to Montante. Uh, I reached out to Red. I was like, what the fuck's going on? There's something that I obviously missed. And they're like, they're like, you just got to go with the flow. So I have no idea what that tweet's about. But Colinane knows that even though I'm in Texas, obviously we own guns here. If I need to go have a chat with somebody... If, if I need if I need to go have a chat with someone that's 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 talking about his kids or his family, nope. you know, I can get up there. It's no it, it's no thing. So yeah, yelling I would manners. say I'm yelling manners, all the way. Yelling manners has been put on notice, um, yeah. which, uh, and probably just while we're in taking care of business, I should update you that uh, yelling manners is taking a break from in a fandom. Uh, he, it's got a little bit too hot in the kitchen for him. He's, he's, right. He alleges that there's family issues, but we'll see. It happens um, to all of us. It happens. Yep. Um, oh, well, that's great, Trent. And you know, Do behind you the scenes, believe you know, uh, look, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it because if it is true, Fair enough. I look like a dickhead. Um, but th- and I've looked like a dickhead many times. Trust me. Well, you are a dickhead. Exactly. It's not hard. But but Trent. Um, uh, with with going into studio, you know, March thirtieth, fingers crossed. Um, well, what did you think of um, Mick's performance? Honestly, I thought he was good. I don't know what all. I mean, there was hesitance from Dave about obviously bringing him on to do what Justin was doing for free. Essentially, is what I how I what I took away from the conversation. I think the performance that you gave was great. Um, you got a lot of shit from the callers, obviously, but uh, yeah, I thought I thought you were a great guest, and I would like to have you back on soon. I mean, uh, I like pretty much all the guests, um, but yeah, you were you were a good. That's one. We got one one in team right there. The one, well, one who didn't mind. So, Mick, let's get into it. Let's talk about this. This uh, finally, you are asked in there. You know, I'm a, 
a P1 from day one on the mixed stuff. So I'm yep. glad you got in there. You know, just what was your approach going in? Like what was your preparation? You know, what was your thoughts? Uh, so I had to decide between doing two things. I was going to either be like just try to do a good show with him, like kind of every other Friday guest, or try to be like a wacky, you know, bit. I was going to get in there a little bit early and potentially sit at his desk. And I don't think that would have went well. You probably would have figured out of the studio. Uh, Trent, don't I, do that, please. Trent, yeah, do not I, you know, I was like, because everybody's saying that he was, you know, I don't know. I figured if you want to stick out a little bit, you want to try and be a little funny, do like a bit. But then I was like, you know what? That's just too much. Just don't. He doesn't like the WWE shit. Like, that's just too. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in there and just try to give him a good show. That was really my only, you know, I was up to date on the show. I, uh, I'm trying to, I, you know, I, I thought of some of the things that we would talk about, but I, he, He's so good at just like flowing in conversation. He'll change the subject, you know, blink of an eye on you. So I don't really, you can't really prepare for what he's going to say. Cause I don't even think he knows. And he just goes right off the top of his head, not off the top of his head, but like, you know, he, he goes in there with a game plan and then just, if it goes somewhere else, he's, he's willing to take it wherever. And there was clear color name sabotage by uh, giving you the wrong address. Davey snake. I mean, Dave, Dave doesn't like me, which is totally fine. I, I don't dislike Dave, but uh, I know that he doesn't like me. I'm now to the point with him where it's like, I mean, I don't even hide it because, I mean, he he just does. He's not he didn't. He's not the one who booked it either. Kirk booked it. So, I mean, just that in its own right. Dave gives me the wrong address. Gets get, He answers the phone at, you know, 927. I'm sprinting down Watertown. I'm almost dying because there's ho- homeless people everywhere. It's a nightmare. Do, do you think there's something that if there is actually a genuine chance of someone who could replace him, Cullinane likes to kind of push them away? Like he'll bring in real idiots like Montante and others like Shane but then if there's real talent he he recognizes that and he gets a bit threatened uh, I mean I don't I don't know because I don't know the history behind that I don't know who else he's done that to or anything I, I just feel like in my own I, I am not saying hey I want to take Dave's job or anything I was saying I want to no. work under Dave I want to work yes. under Dave right and, yeah. and, and not even be a guy on the show almost I mean, you know kind of um, I guess have a mic in the back or whatever Justin used to do you know but if you wanted whatever whatever role whatever role the show was willing to give me I said I'm in that, that was it for free too. Um, but yeah, no. So Dave just didn't, he never even answered an email back. So, I mean, it, it's yeah. not even like he uh, said, Hey man, we're just not, we're not interested. Not right now. He just didn't even have the time of day to say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm all set. So yeah, yeah, he doesn't like me, which is fine. I mean, he, he seems like he has his own agenda on who he wants, you know, around, so, which is totally fine. And clearly there's an opening for you to help with the case now, because I mean, they called it noble failure. None of us have to, to, pile in on it you know i don't want to pile in but you know they could really do with some material so you know it would be folly for them not to think about bringing you in to at least work on the the case next season of vegas let me ask you this if steve was the producer on season two of the case would it have gone that way i i don't know but i just know that steve probably is more adept at investigative reporting than Dave Cullinane, but even not Steve. Yeah, I yeah, still well, think actually, I actually think Kirk needed to throw the net wider and look for more experienced true crime podcasters and investigators. I think he sometimes gets a bit narrow minded, and um, I think he doesn't realize he's working for Barstool. There are tons of people who would happily do a project with them for not much money just to boost their own profile. So, um, you know, you got to look wider than Steve and, and Dave Cullinan. Well, does it um, sound like he was trying to do that, though? Because he, he mentioned that on uh, the end of the case, the last episode. He said, if if I have another idea, if Dave has another idea, or if somebody else brings us another idea, he's like, we're willing to. So I, I think I think they're open to that. I would say that last part. Well, I think get, get, wasn't it your brother that messaged him to get you on the show? You need yeah. to get your brother to, like, harass yeah. him again. 
Uh, I've only ever seen harassment like that from what VD uh, was VD scary. did to me. That was VD scary stuff. Did the same. Mm. Um, so I thought you did well in in the show, Mick. I the first time I, I stayed up to listen live because I was so excited. But the problem was, it became like two in the morning, and by the end I was exhausted. So, no. uh, you know, it didn't grab me the first time. But then I re-listened, and I thought you did really well. The first sort of half an hour, forty minutes, you looked very nervous. In fact, you looked petrified. Yeah. But then once you sort of got over that, um, you did really well. So I thought the criticism was a bit harsh. Um, yeah. Sure, you didn't maybe like come in with a ton of jaw-dropping stuff or you didn't maybe, you know, roast Kirk like people thought you were going to do. Uh, I never thought you were going to do. Um, but, you know, I, I, so yeah. I thought you did well. Thank you. I, uh, I appreciate that. I, I think more than anything, it was the first 30 minutes were just like I, I was – I was kind of just like in shell shock still for a minute. I was like, uh, I, I thought I was going to be late the whole time. I thought I was going to be late and I kind of was late, mm. but I thought I was going to be late where the show had started late. And I was like, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. I'm like, he's probably just going to tell me to leave. I, and so I was like, I fucking Dave the whole time. I'm fuming in my head. I'm like fucking Dave. And um, so then, yeah, I would say after the game, a- after the shitty game that I brought to the pay- table and he kind of, you know, dicked all over me for it. After that, I was like, I felt comfortable. I don't know. I don't feel like there was anything went too bad. I definitely had a couple, you know, miss ups or whatever. But I think I missed a couple things where I re-listened to it once on the way back home. That was really all I could do because I was like the first 20 minutes I was cringing through. And then uh, listen back. to I don't know. I didn't think it was terrible, but I, I would give myself like a C, C plus. Yeah, I think that seems to be the consensus. And, and yeah. that, look, that's Montante was about the same the first time he went in. So, you know, if you were given more opportunities, you would definitely get more comfortable, get the timing right. I mean, uh, you go back that's and listen to Mike's, fir- Mike's first appearance was similar to that one. So and look at him now. Um, but what, what was that moment like when you were sitting opposite a man you admire so much like you know did did you did you have that pinch me moment well let's back it up minutes so when i'm walking in he's walking in so i i almost we, we were about to walk in at the same time and he just did a u-turn and went back to his car and so i was like that's that's what i would expect and i just walked back i walked into the studio said what's up to dave and then two minutes later he walked in and just started the show i, I was honestly the whole like i said a minute ago like i was all i was my heart was beating a million miles an hour because i thought i was gonna be late I was just nervous about being late at that point. Like, I don't know. Kind of, yeah. That's probably why the first 10 minutes I didn't even know what was going on because I was just, I was freaking out in my head. Okay. Um, and was like, was Dave nice to you or did you not even speak to him? Uh, like before? We just, he yeah, didn't, like before, after, anytime. No, we didn't really talk at all. I didn't, they, they seemed like they're about to do something for the case, it sounded like, or, or something. Um, yeah, right. So I just got right out of there. I said, thank you very much and see you later. And that was really it. Carl was super so, friendly when I was in there. Yeah, he said hello. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't rude or anything. So, where does the the hatred for you from Cullinane actually stem from? I don't think is he, it just that he's I, feeling he's feeling I mean, like, I, I, uh, threatened by you, like Minner said, or no, 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 no. I think more than he anything, just doesn't like you. Yeah, I, I just don't think he's the biggest fan, and I think he has other people that he is a fan of that he would bring in if he had the choice, and that's you know that's his prerogative. I mean, he's a producer, so he gets to book the guest. Fair enough. I mean, as far as guests, the late guests lately have been, I thought Shane was incredible. Like when I, <laughs> I might be in the minority, but when Shane came on, I was like, that. this is what I'm going to have to live up to when I go on to this show. Then you come on, you're just as good, in my opinion. That's so neat. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't get the I don't get the hatred from Cullinane to you, other than if Menners is correct about him feeling threatened about anyone that's talented that could possibly come in and do his job. He doesn't I mean, seem Trent, like that you, kind of guy to me. Kirk seems like a very loyal guy. Trent, do you have like any anal Fisher type stories that you're going to share on the main show? Uh, <laughs> I've got some stories, but I've been told to, 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 to save the majority of the good ones for the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely, yeah. So d- don't give me any more. That's, that's, we'll just tease for the main show. Um, <laughs> we'll tease, man. It's professional. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Thanks, um, you know, when you reached out to me, Trent, to come on Minna Fandom to cut your teeth, I actually messaged Montante and he told me he gave you that advice. And I said, Montante, yeah. that is terrible advice because <laughs> usually people that come on Minna Fandom get straight onto Kirk's shit list for a while. And Montante goes, good point. Um, so just next time, never well, I mean, reach out to Montante for advice. That's that's good. Really? Uh, I got to tell you. So, 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 so you guys are just not like Montante? Is that the issue? Or you just don't I love trust Montante. what he says? No, no, he's just an idiot. That's all. I mean, he's no, yeah, a big, I, I, idiot. I will trust him on alcohol and some gambling. That's, a, that's Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll give you just a very, very quick overview. I, uh, I essentially reached out to him on uh, Wednesday, gave him my phone number. He called me. Um, I, I kind of explained the situation to him, obviously. Uh, Menner's. Uh, I will go, I'll I'll go a little bit into what I told you earlier that I wasn't going to talk about. It's kind of a tease, but I'm the person, if, if, if you're unaware, um, I'm the guy from Texas that Cullinane legitimately saved my life from a suicide attempt. So, I mean, yeah, I've got, I I love Cullinane, but yeah, I reached out to, uh, I reached out to Montante. We talked last night for probably, 20 minutes or so. And he just gave me tips. He's like, this is one of the tips he gave, he gave me. Um, and just, you know, I reached out to blind Mike. I said, I'm not, my goal here is not, and I don't want to really throw Klimmer into it and get into KMS, but my goal here is not to like get a job with Barstool. I like doing stuff like this. I like interacting with other fans. That's what I'm here for. I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to transition this into anything. I'm happy with the life I have. But yeah. being on here talking just, with you guys, no, be one, no one around here, yeah, no one around here except for, I think you might notice, and it's not me, every now and then one guy from Frisco, Texas will call in every so often, and that's probably 10 minutes from me. That's the only other mm. Texan that I hear, so it's tough to talk KMS around here, and then it's tough to find the right people to talk to on the internet about it because there's so many yeah. trolls. Yeah. Cool. And I just, as I said, I just don't want them to ruin your chance of going on the main show because Mick and I have been, you know, lucky enough to go into studio and sit with Kirk. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't want that chance to be ruined. And in studio, manners, manners, there's a little asterisk with their manners. What do you mean? You know what I mean. Well, it was a different situation, but it was. Oh, I, I, I had to point it out for reference. I wasn't trying no, to. No, 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 absolutely. Um, you had a big advantage over me because <laughs> I know, you were, I lived, you, I were pre- you were pre- 
you were prepared to go in. Like they said, please come in. Um, That's true. You know, Red had this cockamamie idea to protest outside, and we got in, and uh, you know, no regrets. <laughs> it's it's a story to tell forever. That was um, a good one. But you know, if 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 I'd been in your position and been invited in, I would be way more prepared than you were. But the other, I, I want to ask you, Mick, when when you hear Kirk say you are underwhelming, how does that make you feel? Oh, at first you're like, ah, uh, at first, at first you're like waiting for like the, I hope he's going to be like, ah, oh, I'm just messing around. He's cool. You know what I mean? That That's what you're waiting for, but that just didn't come. So you're like, oh, okay. But like at the end of the day, like, I don't, I, 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 I and mean, we can get into a little bit later, I guess, like the, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, we said the producer thing applying and everything. Like I'm kind of now past that point with them. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm kind of, you know, whatever with it. So mm. I guess after this now, like hearing it, I'm now going to think of it even more different where it's like, it's, it's fun. It's whatever. So I don't know. Now I, I'm not trying to be like a character on the show anymore or anything like that. So that's good. Yeah. Um, so sticking with, um, so there's, look, there's a few more questions about your appearance. We'll get to in um, t- um, the listener question segment. Uh, mix so but, but just we're still in taking care of business this is this is going to be a long minute fandom if we're if we're 20 minutes in and we're still in tcb you know you're in for a long show um i put invitations out to steve robinson bradley stein and big cat and have had no replies from any of them um so that's not looking good uh, i'd like some help with big cat from the minna fans i think we can it's lobby not- successfully to get him on um so Trent's on mute, which is I don't know if he's talking to someone else. Um, no, no, no. So no. yeah, sorry guys, that's all right. Um, so we've got so that, that's the, the the state of the guest list. Uh, Yelling Manners is taking a break, uh, so there's going to be a lot of Montante um, over the next few weeks. Uh, Red, uh, Red, my former co-host was mentioned this week by Kirk. I don't know. Kirk was talking about people that can't take the heat and have to sort of leave the world. Well, Red was certainly one of those. Um, yeah, he came at you today on Twitter. He did, yeah, and I reached out to him. I reached out to him because uh, I'm a big. Don't I don't want to piss you off, but my main my main KMS follows are Red, Court Minahan, and uh, Ned Snark. And so yeah, I uh, hold on, sorry, <laughs> my mic's cutting. Um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, go ahead. All right. No, no, we got it. We got it. Who your main Minna fans are. That's a, you said Red, Court Minahan, um, yeah. uh, Ned Snark, all, all great people. So you don't listen to Minna fandom? I, I don't. And the thing is, is that I can't well, no, no, get no, no, to these. No, no. <laughs> I don't you listen to Minna change f- that. You better fucking change that, all right? Jesus. Hey, uh, I'm, it, it's changed, man. Minner says change in fucking show. All right. Have you been to a Man, live show ever? That's what I was just about to bring up is that since I can't get to live shows, uh, Red was actually one of the first people I reached out to. I'm like, hey, what's the experience like at the at these live shows? Like, because I know I've been told at least that Kirk's on air persona is a little bit different when you get him out from behind the mic and performing. Um, so he was, uh, Trent, he was very kind to me. And I think if you went in there, assuming Carl doesn't fucking 
torpedo it. And remember, the problem you've got the issue now where Cullinane might might twist this all to fit his narrative. So you've got to be really careful. Make sure you keep up your lines of communication with Kirk, so Carl can't um, twist everything. But you know, when I was in there, Kirk was incredibly kind. Um, we walked in together. There was none of this. Wouldn't walk in with Mick. We walked in together. He opened the door for me. It was, yeah. um, you know, it was, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a, I say a meeting of two really important people. And you know, I think if you went in there knowing your history, he'd be really nice to you. So you don't, you don't have to worry. Yeah, Montante. I know you. I know you said don't take it back to Montante, but uh, I was telling, I was asking him just kind of what to expect, when to show up. Um, and, uh, you know, I was planning on telling me if this is right. You've both been there going, I think, 845 or so, kind of talking to Coley, getting acclimated with the studio. Because from what I understand, Kirk comes in at 929 or 930. He puts those ear pods in. And then once the show's over, those are down and he's out. Yeah, yeah. I wanted I wanted I didn't really want to socialize with Dave beforehand. I was going to go in at about 915. And just so I, you I too. No, so like I was outside of wherever he sent me, and I was looking around. I'm like, this doesn't look like where I've been, but I'm like, maybe it's like around the corner. I thought it was like tucked around the corner because I was parked right up the road. And so I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, you know, a less than two minute walk away. I'll leave my car at nine fifteen, and I'm looking around, and then, and then I can't find the building, so I have to DM, you know, text Dave. He's not answering all this, and it's nine twenty eight. All of a sudden, I'm sprinting down the road. And I saw a Kirk pull up. I'm like, this is gonna be a nightmare. So it, it, we didn't get off. We didn't we didn't get started on a good uh good foot there. Well, I'd say other than, and, and I don't want to put the show down. You're, the, y'all are the ones saying that Kirk has problems with guests that come on this show. I don't have any experience with that. Um, I mean, I'm kind of going in there fresh. I don't think he knows a whole lot about me. He, I've reached out to him a few times, um, just about mental health shit, and he he's checked back in with me. Like I said, they've they've been great. But yeah, I, as far as Colinane goes. I love that guy. I don't know what that tweet was about. It was cryptic. Um, he replied to it with a cryptic gif. I don't know if you guys saw that. So I don't know what he's on about. Just, I but should just read the, the fuck. Time, Hold on. Shut up. Um, you're on a, and you're on a bit of delay. So, uh, but I should just read the, the tweet um, for those listening. Dave Cullinane, I will be petitioning my boss to review this individual's reserved Friday spot. Going on a program that endorses stalking the children of a podcast producer is shameful. This wow. one hurts. Now, I mean, this is just a silly bit from Cullinane. Mick knows I have never endorsed anyone stalking Dave Cullinane's children. I, I flagged it straight away when it was brought you said up. Mick knows? I don't know that. Well, you've you, but you've been following this. I'm, I'm joking. Go ahead. I'm joking. Um, yes, well, I'm just throwing you under the bus. Um, you have to support me now. Um, so I, I, look, I just, yeah, I just don't want Trent being mixed up on this. He's a nice guy. Um, you know, that's all I'm saying. I think this is this is shit from Dave Cullinane. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and just disavow anyone that stalks children. So I want Kirk to know I'm not I'm not into that. I'll go find, like That's I told brave. you, I'll come up there and find That's them. Brave. People are Very brave. Friend. <laughs> uh, so if, I'm glad you said if, that. If, if you're watching and, and you're talking about Dave's children, come and find me. You know where I'll be. Uh, if Dave and, gives me and, the correct address, he, that he's is. He's packing. He's packing. And, and, and might I say that, you know, 
evidence is there. If you listen to how this podcast started with 27 minutes in, Trent's loosened up. You know, I'm doing Kirk a favour. I'm doing the main show a favour here. I'm cutting, I'm letting Trent cut his teeth. I'm in a fandom. Um, all right, now let's get into show topics about taking care of business almost half an hour. I don't know if you saw the latest bit of news, but Blind Mike has admitted to lying about his food. Apparently he eats in, in with the curtains closed in shame and when people on KMS ask him what he's been eating, he just makes something healthy up so he doesn't come across as a fat pig. But, in fact, he's probably shoveling in burgers and pizza and all kinds of junk food, but he says, like, chicken and couscous or a wrap. I mean, Mick, first thoughts? I, he's an idiot. It's, it's that simple. He's an idiot. D- really? Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, wild take. I mean, expand, please. No. No, no, he's nope. That's where I stand. You think Mike's an idiot for lying about his food? Yeah. Why? I, I, what are you doing? Why did he admit it though? Like, if you're that deep in, you you can't then go on another podcast. Like, he knows Mina fans are going to be listening for everything. That's my point. That that's. I'm not saying Mike's an actual idiot. I'm saying he knows he okay, like well, trying right. to get away so with it. I, I had to say your point for you. Yeah, okay. You know what I was getting at, but yeah, no, I, Trent, I mean, Trent, that's, that's when you go into the main show, don't do that, all right? Don't do what Mick just did. Give a two-word answer. Okay? <laughs> if, you, if Mike was trying to get away with pulling Sounds a fast good. one on the Mina fans, he is a moron. But I, I mean, that's the only logical explanation here. Um. Trent, thoughts? Have we looked at the menu at Taffer's Tavern? <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it seems like he goes there quite a bit. I don't know. I, I'm getting the sense from Mike, especially they were going over the – and I feel bad about this because I'll see our legitimate articles online there where there's breakthroughs and people that are able to actually start seeing again. It's not a cure for blindness, but apparently – that stuff bothers him. So I stopped doing that. I think with Mike, he's taking, he's, he, he went from being part of the joke when the show started to being the joke until he took his hiatus. Then he came back as part of the joke. And now it seems like he is the joke again. So I don't know speaking personally where his mental health is, but it can't be easy taking the type of beatings that he takes day in and day out. People say some just ratchet shit to him on Twitter. And obviously that's just part of this game, but yeah. I think that's, I think, the, that's, I, the, that's the vocal minority though. I mean, I, I think most people, most minute fans, I would say love blind Mike. You know, so, I mean, yeah. I think he's, great on the show i think most minute fans would say so so i mean i think that's just the loud minority i'm sure there's a couple dickheads that get under his skin but like well that's the problem though is that the minority is there the loud minority is always going to be heard over the the vocal or the non-vocal but uh, but i think mike's got a point if mike would if mike would answer truthfully and he would say i had a burger and chips or whatever you know kirk would be going oh mike what do you eat look at you you should be eating you know some salads and stuff so I absolutely get why Mike um, does just, to, you know, make it up. But you, he's just got to hold, got to hold the line. If you do that, you can't go on who are these socials and then drop the truth bomb. I couldn't um, believe it. I couldn't believe it. Come on. And uh, Mike's when I met him, he's I wouldn't say he's a fat guy at all. Like he, he's not skinny, but he, you know, you don't go. Oh, there's a guy that loves to 
fucking stuff his face. So uh, I'll be interested to how they take that. And, you know, will we start to get the real answers? None of this chicken and couscous bullshit. You know, will we get abs- actually what he's, you know, <laughs> what he's shoving in his face, like Alba, like, I don't know, all this fatty Albanian shit. Um <laughs> All right, so um, other show topic. Uh, can, can I just say I'm sick of Linda Marks? I put this on Twitter. Can oh. we move on from Linda Marks? You don't like I the hate- songs? Nope. Justin uh, Trent. I was done with like her that. after the – I was done with her after the, probably the 906th time they played Heroes. No, I'm, I disagree. I, I think it's funny only because uh, – I, I I like the overextended bits that are like start out stupid, stupid, and then all of a sudden you know you're you're, you're two and a half minutes into some chick screaming about someone who jersey you know what I mean? It's it gets funny. Come on, what else you get? Well, I mean, what well, else when, are you well, doing? That's, that's true, and I do enjoy when after they've gone through a couple of times and they've gotten the song kind of down, Kirk likes to add his own lyrics. <laughs> so so yeah, those can that, those bits can get interesting. She just seems like an odd. Woman in general, yeah. If y'all ever read about her, like it just seems like it's the same joke, though. That's the thing. Like we we know, like we've we've done this joke before. We know she's bad. Nothing's changed. You know, her songs are the same. Like okay, like we've. I don't know. I've just had enough. Um, what about? I was. I felt bad. I'm a big um, GF star fan. So Gabby, the girl that bravely filed her story oh. from the back of the car in the yeah. snow. Um, you know, I've always liked her stuff. She's a big, you're a big Red Sox fan, Trent. Surely you know uh, GF star Gabrielle from um, Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, maybe she's an oversharer, but I thought. Maybe she, uh, what? Maybe she's the biggest liar on the she, planet. She's the over-sharer. one from the Boston, the Boston Herald, yeah. Yeah, she Stealing just got a job there. She's a blog girl at the game. Um, she's worked hard to get into her position. She's a, a nice uh, woman. I don't. I thought maybe it was a, a cringy video, but has she, she left that car? I just has she have she left? Have she managed to get the door open? Well, I'm going <laughs> through her most recent right? stories that she's. I'm going through her most her her most recent stories. One headline is Raphael Devers: Money can't change me. Hell of a headline there. <laughs> it doesn't seem like she's uh Trent. Yeah. I don't think you're she in a position to be have... criticizing any Trent. I don't think you're in fair a enough, position fair to be enough, criticizing fair enough. anyone. You've been in this podcast 35 minutes and you're already throwing shade on the Boston Herald reporter. I mean, come on, man. Well, they did have they, they did hire they did they did hire Jerry, so the bar's not very high. Oh, he's just going in hard early. <laughs> Um, Boom. Meds have kicked in. Um, <laughs> meds have kicked in. Um, I did look, take a Xanax. <laughs> so did Nick. Um, I had to calm the nerves. I've been like freaking out about this all day, as you know. <laughs> I know. Well, you're doing great. You're actually, you're really doing good. So um, the, the main show's got nothing to worry about. Um, and the other thing about Gabrielle, if Jared doesn't like her, then I'm instantly on her side because I'm not a Jared guy. So anyway, I'm just asking the Minna fans, leave, you know, I know you all listen to me, leave Gabrielle alone, please. Let her do a job. She, she's she's a fine reporter. Um, How long have you followed her, man? Isn't she like 22? She's, 
I she doesn't even have the avatar no, I've just followed her on, her on Twitter Hero for like website. No, I, I, I catch it. Yeah, you've been following. She's like, been she's 16. been tweeting <laughs> for a while. What does she look you. like? She's like a cute blonde girl, but oh, yeah, 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 come on. Um, that doesn't help. I, I like the fact that she's worked hard to get where she is. Like she did this blog for years. I mean, probably I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway, I think you do answer. know, and I think I think I think you definitely know. Well, you, the fact that you said she's 22 made me feel uncomfortable. No, I think she's like, I, I think never she's thought about her age. I'm just messing with you. I think she's like 20. I want to check her age before I answer <laughs> any more of these questions. She was nine when I started hey. following her. <laughs> Minners, if you get lucky, you might run into a Megan Adelini where she greets you in just a uh, Raphael Devers jersey and nothing else. That would be awesome. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, next, uh, what, what what did anyone make of Bradley Stein, the whole made man Minahan thing? I mean, you can take the lead on this one, Mick. Uh, he's, he just comes across as a big, fat pussy. Yeah, exactly, a giant pussy. And it sounds like uh, like another guy who's just an idiot for trying to fool the Minifans. It's, all these people who think you can just get away with it. Like, I learned quickly with the K Marco stuff, with VD digging it up, like, you're, you're just not going to get away. Like, you're not. Like there's too many people. There's too many. Today I did. I deleted a blog. We'll get into that. I saw many people asking about it. You know what I mean? You're not getting away with anything. I was very. I was aware we're going to talk about that because 25 people have you know tweeted me about it. Yeah, no, I'm saving that one for the listener question. So we'll we'll save it for then. I I saw the contract that Stein offered Montante, and I was one yeah. of those people that said to Montante, definitely don't sign this. Um, yeah, I, I just. Stein won't even, you know, he's just gone dark. The fact that he had these um, burner accounts and was um, shitting on Carl, and then as soon as he gets a little bit of heat, he just starts whinging. Did you um, interact with him at all? Like, did you know him? Well, I definitely interacted with Maid Man Minahan. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't remember any sort of specific interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he listens to this show and, you know, I welcome all fans. But, um, yeah. and I actually, you know, I'm surprised Stein didn't answer to come on. I mean, if he wanted to come on and, and you know, tell his side of the story, I'd love to hear it. Um, I don't know if this yeah. is the same. I think this is the same situation, but Montante called me at the end of last summer. I think it was the end of last summer, probably, yeah, like September, and just said, hey, I, I'm like potentially getting, um, like sponsorship to the show where I think, I think he was re- regarding this. And uh, he said, I'm Craig's my first option, but he's like, if Craig doesn't work out, he's like, I'd love you to do it. Or, you know, we could talk about doing it or something like that. And I just said, yeah, man, like keep me in the loop. Let me know. And I never really heard from him like ever again. So I'm not, uh, I'm not sure if that was what it was, but it sounds like that's probably what it was. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and I think Montante's in an interesting situation because, because he's so right wing and political and he says so many outrageous things. He probably, it's hard to get sponsors. Um, but yeah. yeah, just you know, Stein, just a fat piece of shit. Anyone want to add anything before I move on? No, I think Good. you hit the nail on the head. Okay, so there was a couple of callers this week. Sneakers and Jay called in, and um, the thing I think about them is they just have no sense of humor anymore. They're kind of pathetic. They keep bringing up these old tropes about the golden ticket and whinging. They're not funny anymore. Um, I, I don't think. Um, Jay's a particularly bad guy. Um, 
but I just think like it's it's just boring now. Like move on. No. Like and if and if you all don't like the show anymore, fuck off. Like we don't care. Nobody cares. You know, if you all fucking drove yourselves off a fucking cliff, none of us would care. It wouldn't be like John Stewart where there'd be fucking um, you know, shows and discussions about it. I'm telling you, it would just not even register. So I don't see why they make they keep making it a big thing that they don't like the show anymore. I mean, they're losers. Just just fuck off. Like, is there a chance? Is there a chance they're doing it to kind of be like a leech and just stay in the world? Like yes. just, just always be a part of it. Just all you know what I mean? Because they they can't flip now. Neither of them can flip. They can't be like I like the show again. Everybody would kill them for it. Well, so it's, I think I think they're, they're they're now their only way to stay in the world is to be a hater, and I think they're addicted to it. Trent, give it to us. Well, I think I think a lot of them. A lot of the people that turn into said haters still listen to the show religiously and can probably quote back word for word what they've heard, but compare it to clickbait. They're just saying outrageous shit to get a reaction out of KMS fans because it's a rabid bunch. And one tweet, like this morning I woke up, you had tweeted that. I had so many tweets from Minute fans that had no idea who they were. So one little thing like that goes out and it explodes. So that's where those haters keep gaining followers by using the show, but claim they hate it. You know, that's all I think as well. They're boring. Let's have let's have some more fun. Um and Kirk touched on it a bit as well with the case. You know, he sort of seemed to get a bit annoyed that there was a lot of people that were just ready to stick the boot into him. Um and, and uh, do you, do, why do you think there's so many people that love to see Kirk fail? I mean, is it just that classic tall poppy syndrome? I mean, well, he is he's, the first. He's been. I was going to say, he, he, he does. And I'm not saying he's wrong when I say this, but I mean, podcast Jesus, I'm the greatest podcast host ever. All true. But people hate people that have confidence and can back it up. And Kirk can certainly do that. So these people form a hatred for him because they want to be or act like him and they just can't pull it off. They either don't have the talent or they just suck in general. I, I think it's just more of bitterness. I think they're just more bitter than anything. Like I, I think they wanted to be liked or they wanted to be, you know, their 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 bits to be liked, their phone calls to be liked, and they're not. And it's gotten to the point where they're never gonna be. Or it's how it's at least for him, you know. Some I'm sure some of the fans like them. Like I, I Jay is kind of funny to me. Like he he seems like a, he's a complete character. But I mean, I, I get along with him from what it seems like. But I don't really know the other guy at all. Yeah, Jay's a loser. Um, well, and with the case as well. Like <laughs> I, I I think they did fine. They hit a roadblock. As I said, I think they need to work with people a bit more experienced in this area. But I think the show sounded good. Like I think Cullinane as a producer did a good job. I think they did the right thing when they realized it wasn't going anywhere just to, to, you know, stop and reassess. So I, I thought the piling on was unnecessary because they did draw a light on an important issue. Um, yeah. And so I, I think noble fail is a nice way of putting it on their behalf. Um, and it's not speak, over. I mean, it, no, it's not over. You know what I mean? If there's one development, you know they're going to be hopping right back on it. So, Speaking of noble failures, I want to talk about Tom Brady. So um, oh boy, you've got to say, go. I mean, it's, it's, it's becoming – I don't even want to talk football, but it, it's just becoming a, like a, a massive joke that he won't just retire now. I mean, it is fucking just a big joke. But, Mick, I still cannot believe this. 
Like, okay. how can you change from the Patriots to the Buccaneers to follow Brady? Oh. And then Brady will leave the Bucks, and you're going to stick with the Bucks. Like, that makes no sense. At that point, you probably wouldn't you come back to your home team? Right. Like, and, and so, so what about in 10 years when right. th- when you're following the Buccaneers and no one is giving a shit about the, the one title Brady won with them and you're still fucking following them and you live in fucking Cape Cod? It makes zero sense. It is the dumbest sports take. The guy wearing a Red Sox shirt, right? The guy wearing a Red Sox shirt and I. Australia is criticizing well, me for being a fan in Tampa Bay. That's and 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 the kid wearing a no, uh, the reasoning. The re- I've got legitimate reasons for following the Red Sox. What, what and uh, you're just it just doesn't no, make any matters. sense. I'll the, tell you, I'll it tell makes you sense. I'll tell you it makes I'll sense to follow Brady to the Bucks. I get that, but now Brady's going to leave if he goes to the Miami Dolphins or wherever he goes. Then surely you go there as well. Would you, you buy understand. a Tampa jersey? Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, in 2017, I if you I'll be real quick about this, but in 2017 they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, intending to re- replace Tom Brady, and everybody knew that they drafted him the second round. And I said then, I'm like, if they're going to replace this guy who's still winning and still playing great, that's stupid. And then it was it was stupid then, and they they you know what I mean? They they, they doubled down on it. If they were going to get rid of him, they should have got rid of him and stayed with Garoppolo. But they got rid of him with no plan in place, with no anything. And I was like, I, I don't want to root for a team that's just basically getting rid of a guy over ego. If they just okay, give him the so money, I get that. Then I get that. So you've ditched the Patriots, yeah, and you just because of their disloyalty to Brady. Now the Buccaneers have ditched Brady, but you're going to stick with the Buccaneers, right? of course. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm Tampa, Tampa through and through. Come on, even though they've done the same thing that the, the Patriots did to Brady. Oh, he's 45. I mean, he's going to be 40, what, 46. I mean, he can't, he's not going to play forever. And he's kind of. I, I don't think he's going to play next year. I think he's retiring. Oh, I do. Uh, no. I'm willing to put money. He's going to be in either Las Vegas. He's coming back to New England, or he's going to be in San Francisco to give. Oh, I mean, he's so. For those listening, Trent's got a Patriots jumper on. I've got a Red Sox top on. Can't see what Mick's wearing. So, um, anyway, also have Trent, a Bruins tell, hat. <laughs> uh, Trent, what do you think of Mick's take? Then, I mean, I like I said, I definitely think he's going to play next year. He's got no, that no 400. about him supporting oh. the Buccaneers. Now. Like, what what do you think about this fucking wild ditches the Patriots, supports the Buccaneers? I mean, at least pick a good team if you're going to pick another one. Like, ditch the Patriots. Why the Bucks? Like, so he well. First off, think about how much money he makes and the fact that Florida has no income tax. So I'm sure he factored that into his decision to move to Tampa as far as Brady goes. Um, it's kind of tough to not, sit here. It's and, not affecting Mick's decision. True, you still pay income and, and tax, don't you, Mick? Where yep. you are? Yep. Anyway, it's let's just. Kind of, I just. It's all right. It's all right, Trent. I don't want to go into any more Brady stuff. Um, all right. So next thing, Montante was in on Friday. Montante was in last Friday. Very mm-hmm. brave of him. He um went to a Celtics game the night before and then went in the next day. So yep. you got to give it to him. Um, he was able to make it there. And Kirk seems to like him. He tweeted out afterwards that he can see Mike coming in sort of, I think, you know, at least once a month um, on that extra day when Mike's not there, which I think is a good thing. What do you think, Mick? Montante is great on the show, um, despite what everybody thinks. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people asking me, "Do you are you mad at Montante? Are you mad at that tweet?" Like, no, I love I, I Montante's an idiot, and I'll always go back and forth with him, mainly because I think we disagree politically. Even though I'm not like a liberal, but I just think like some I, I know what he's going to say on every issue, and sometimes it's just exhausting to follow him. Um, 
but more than I, I like, I like him as like a follow, and I would root for him. And I, I think I said this like a year ago. I, I would, I think he should be at Barstool doing gambling stuff. He's great mm. at that. He really is. He's like a throw. I don't think he's faking it at all. He's a he's a gambling act. He gambles every yeah. night. Alcoholic, gambling <laughs> addict, oh, drug yeah. addict, sex <laughs> addict, probably yeah, um, all of the above. Yeah, kleptomaniac. Uh, Trent, uh, did you like it? Do you like Montante on the show? I love Montante in general. Um, like it sounds like it. Despite him giving you yeah, terrible no, advice, he he was uh, he, he was good on the show. He he goes in. He you could tell he's comfortable from the moment he sits down. Typically, uh, and then the conversation just kind of flows a little easier between Colin and Kirk and Montante. And sometimes I don't know if Blind Mike's been in lately when he's been in, but it seems more organic when Montante's there. Um, I don't mm. know if they talk a lot outside of the show itself. But he's yeah, actually one of my favorite guests. I mean, Montante's I'll, I'll a be very honest, good. Go on. You'll be honest. I was just say to be honest, the only guest they've had on that I really cannot stand and hope that he never. I don't think he does. What the hell is the guy's name that would do the uh, the post shows in the in the fucking woods? Oh, they Snell. Had him on one day, Snell. He's a weird Snell. guy. No. I did not. I that's. That was that episode was a struggle to get through, and I look forward to these episodes getting posted every every day. Yeah, you so smell what's the worst. His first one was bad. I just but want I, to reiterate. I, go ahead. I, I don't understand. The, I still don't understand the the, the hate that that Mick's getting. I thought I really. I know I'm circling back, but I thought you did a great job. So I don't understand where the hate's coming from. All right, you can suck his dick off there, mate. Um, <laughs> When you could do catch I'm up a, when you're in town. Um, so I, just, yes, I agree with you. Snell was terrible. Snell was terrible. Trent, you couldn't be more right on that one. Uh, Montante's good. He's a very good chat. He's just a naturally you know, good guy to talk to. I think he needs to work on his physical appearance because he kind of looks repulsive now. He's like big bearded and he just needs to just, I don't know, jazz it up. He needs to see somebody to just make him look this? respectable. Yeah, uh, yeah. I look like a you, fucking yeah. fool. Okay, look. Well, yes, you certainly could work on your appearance, Trent. No doubt. Um, the only th- my criticisms Mike. of uh, Mike Montante are two things. He has terrible guest instincts for KMS. Like every guest he suggests, like the that he keeps talking about this guy with the six million followers. I'm sorry, Mike. He, he's good on the show, but he's he definitely could never book guests and. Montante, you can tell he hates Clemmer, and he was really jealous that Clemmer got the job at Barstool. Um, you think so? Oh, absolutely. You, he you didn't only have to scratch job. to hear it. You, you, think he's, you, you think he actually hates him, though? Or you think he's just a little jealous? Oh, maybe not hate, but just okay. a little jealous. And I think he thinks Clemmer's shit at gambling and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think that's more. Yeah, I think that's probably what pisses him off, like that, that part of it. So, yeah, but I think Montante's doing a good job. And if he were to come in sort of uh, every, say, two weeks, that would be good with me. Um, I think they he could be regular on the show. I think he could be every Friday. He's Every Friday? If he was available. I know. I think he lives does he, he lives in Jersey, so I, I don't well, know. But, um, I think you would have to pay him. And um, yeah. Kirk doesn't like to pay people. So well, what if it was a situation? Well, like I mean, they just saved the money from, from Justin. How much were they going to pay him? True. They could redirect that to... 
Thursday guest. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to go over if, if they want to fly me over. I could do. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I was thinking, should I just go and like spend the summer in Boston so I can just try and get in there on that third show a few times? Like, <laughs> that's a good idea. I abandon like my family and there job yeah. and and just like try and work remotely just so I can go in there <laughs> once a week. Like, that's definitely sane behavior. Yeah. For sure. um, I was really thrilled on uh, th- the last show. Kirk seemed to suggest that my good friend Andy Mayo might be a chance at going in there, and I would absolutely love that. I mean, I'm a big Mayo guy. He, he's he's fun to talk to. He's very good on this show. I would love him to go in, despite the fact that his call to Steve was awful. The solo episode he did was tough. Manners. That was tough. <laughs> That was tough. Remember when you let him do that? that oh, was, absolutely. That was ear bleeding. But Mayo's funny and he I can laugh at himself. Uh, he's a, I would love to see him in there. Maybe like um, if if after Trent, you know, the week after Trent. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be good. <laughs> who, who, what other Set the bar low, baby. <laughs> um, what, other, uh, what other people in like the, the Minute Fan world would you like to see in there? Kevin from Bristol. That's awesome. Um, I think um, who else? I think he'd be great in he's there too. You know what I mean? He's not in the he's not in the world anymore. But I'd really like them to get down in Mississippi at that supermarket that talked about Marty Cajun Mardi Gras. I'd like to see him come up for for a uh, for an episode. That might be interesting. The guy from the supermarket in Mississippi. That well, that would be interesting. Um, that dude was who? Hilarious. Who else? Who else would I like to get in there? Well, my question um, to you while you're thinking is, do you like the, the format that he's got going now? Do you guys like a different guest? Even if it's someone that appears twice in, in the same month, do you like the fact that he pulls guests from different spots? That's one of the things that's always been alluring about the show is I don't feel like Kirk's mind's ever actually made up about anything. Like he's always open for discussion. Mm. So he brings in just all these random ass people from Twitter, from people that have recommended people. Do you like that? Or would you yeah. rather see people more that have kind of almost committed had... suicide and reached out yeah. to come yeah. in? All that or stuff. Yeah. He did small. I do like that. I really like it. Yeah, absolutely. So you don't like how they did it on like Dennis and Callahan where it was either or mud. Yeah, I think it's great that because uh, it's expanding the world, you know, Julie, Noel and Shane with his anal fishes, you know, it's going to be you. (laughs) Um, You know, I I really, you know, got Mick. I just think it, 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 it's just fun. And, you know, no one can, apart from Snell, no one can be that bad. Yeah, I, I even think when it's that bad, it's, well, if it's a one-off, it's still it's still fun. I I, yeah, I was I was kind of hating on Snell, but like he was, you know, I, he was awkward. It was awkwardly funny, you know. Yeah. Um. Couple more things before we get into Minifam World. We'll chat. Um. Just I just wanted to. Uh. We've lost um Trent, and that's that's fine. Um. He's nope. back again. He's back. Unfortunately, he's back. Unfortunately, he's back. Um. What happened, Trent? You left. Oh, did I? I just wanted to clear up something. There was a lot of talk about the um, what happens at hairdressers on the latest show. And when you rent a chair, what happens is you just pay, say, $200 for the day, and then however much money you make, you just keep. 
there's uh, there's some places where um, it's rent a chair and they take commission as well, but a lot of the times it's just pay for it and you use the chair and that's it. Yeah, um, I, think, I think it's different here. I feel like the barbers, it's like uh, you're getting like like twenty percent or whatever, ten percent of their sales. I feel like. Yeah, well, there's some places that are more like they offer like a more like you rent the salon and you're getting more services and then they take a commission. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to clear that up. And, and look, I don't think it's a coincidence. Moving on, Guy Geller spent one meal with Dave Cullinane yeah. and then basically excommunicated himself from the KMS world. He had the meal with Cullinane, went to the live show, never been heard from again. Who knows what complete wild crazy shit Cullinane said point. to Guy Geller when they were alone. It's a great then point. He, then he sees the show, which probably confused him anyway. You put those two things together. I think they just thought, just keep these people away from us. I never want to hear from Dave Cullinane again. Um, imagine Dave like trying to be wacky and witty with this guy, and this guy just like blank stare, not getting Dave's joke. And he's like, "All right, I'll move on to the next one." You know, Dave's just scrambling around. Like I couldn't even, I can't even imagine what that conversation was like. Yeah. Um, so I've got a Google alert set up for his name. When he dies, I'm gonna know. I'm gonna know if they post that obit. I, I'm not gonna mm. lie. I've searched a couple of times. Never actually found anything for the fact he lives in Mississippi. But yeah, that's that's something they've been talking about lately. I found a little bit strange. He did just fall off the face of the earth. Old or not? Yeah. Set up an alert for Kevin from Bristol because I think um, his days are numbered. Uh, all right, anything uh, you guys want to add? To anything you guys want to add about the show? Um, I want to get into the listener questions, Minifan World, but anything I've skipped that you want to get off your chest? Anything show related? Um, let me think. Let me think. Hold on. Before you move on, let me think. Um, Mix prepared as usual. I'm just trying to think of anything you that you've witnessed. That's, that's the you thing. tell he's come with a lot of stuff, a lot of takes. Hey, Maybe do you have any uh, random random movie lines you can play? We, I've got a game we can play. <laughs> I got them ready. <laughs> Good sledge, Trent. All right, let's get into the fan only, world. If you, that's the only. Go on. I'm sorry. All right, let's get into it. Everything's slower in Texas, including the internet. Um, all right, so let's get into Minifan World. Um, Shane's podcast, um, his KMS History podcast, is actually really good. So I just want to commend Shane. And every day he's trying to do a tweet like this day in KMS History. Yeah. Um, so, you know, thumbs up to Shane. Has anyone listened to his podcast? I haven't given it a go, but I've noticed the uh, the work ethic, and I can appreciate it. He seems like he's grinding out there and making a bunch of clips and put tweeting. I, I see him enough, so good for him. I, I I haven't listened to his show, but I'm I'm sure I'll give it a go. Yeah, the first one was really good about the whole Steve suspension. Obviously, personally, because I was involved in that story, it means a lot. But um, yeah, it was a good time. So yeah. Give Shane's uh, KMS History podcast to listen to. Um, I, I listened to Why Are You Laughing, um, Blind Mike's comedy podcast, and the, the episode about Steve Martin was good. I have to say it's a bit frustrating because I feel it's so close to being a great podcast, and, and this is no criticism on Craig, but it really needs a producer who's doing a bit of thorough research to add really important information to help Mike tell these great stories. Uh, it's mm. still a good show, but what's frustrating to me is, you know, I feel it's very close to being a, a, a fucking top show. If they could, right. you know, and, and there's no 
slide on Craig. I know he's really busy working. I was just say it's a second. It's his, it's not his full time yeah. gig. Oh, I you get know, that. You know, and I would encourage any Minna fandom people that if you think you could do a better job than Craig, reach out to Blind Mike because um, you know if someone was thoroughly researched, they could really just tell the story a bit in a bit more of a fuller capacity. I feel. Mm-hmm. I am you feel that him working on Jerry's show takes away from him what he's doing on Mike's show? Uh, well, no, he's also got a job, I think, producing podcasts for another organization. So, uh, I, and he's, he's not, I he's getting, yeah, I think, and he's not getting paid a, a lot to do the Mike stuff. So, that that's what I think the situation is. So, I, I get that he probably can't spend, you know, a few hours researching Steve Martin before the show but maybe mike could find someone that could spend the time who who's like mick who's and just an example someone who's trying to you know build up a bit of a stable Um, that's what i do that's literally what i did when i went to new york i i I went and found a place that was looking for somewhat like a production assistant any anything basically and uh ever since then it's just been like on and off with them whenever they need it and like some some weeks they're crazy some months it's crazy sometimes you know it's not so i mean I think if you just get your foot in the door somewhere and you're just work hard, you're going to get paid. You, you, you know, eventually someone will pay you, even if it's not a lot. Mm. Do either of you watch any of like um, Blind Mike's Quincy rewatch or any of that extra content? I don't. No, I subscribe. I'm, I'm a Patreon guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So um, any other Minifan content that you two have been um, consuming? I haven't. That's That's it for me. There's not much around. It's kind of this and Shane's podcast. I've listened to uh, Montantes. Oh yeah, but that's they don't talk yeah. about Minifan yeah. stuff. It's it's well, like wild. They, they had he had VD and I forget the other guy's name on, but um he had those guys on and they were going in and out of it, not a ton of it, but I I think he put my name in like the preview, so I listened to it just because I was kind of zipping around. But I'll give his a chance every now and then, and um yeah, that's really it, right? Mm. Well, I think, Trent, what I, you think I was the first when Blind Mike started Patreon. I don't know that he even had a tier for what I was. I've been a twelve subscriber to his Patreon since he's. What uh, did he say? Since he's had you it, just but, cut um, out. Just repeat what's what level? Twenty dollars. Oh, nice, nice. You just broke yeah, in and out a couple but, of times. Oh, sorry, but yeah, I've never listened to an episode. I just subscribe. <laughs> All right, good. All right, well, let's get into listener questions because we've got mm, it looks like about twelve. So, oh, and then we've got what are you watching, and then we'll wrap it up. Mm. All right. So the first question we'll, we'll get this is Adam in Jersey. Mm. Why do you think it's okay to dox even incorrectly people's personal lives, and do you truly expect there to be no retribution? So, Adam, I don't know if you're directing this at me or at Montante because I didn't reveal any of your personal life. I know well, I, Montante's not on the show, so I, I think he's directing it at you. Okay, so um, I, I know I take responsibility for posting the podcast, but I'll say two things. Uh, I do you think anybody takes anything that Montante says seriously? Like I never for a second thought Montante was right about your personal situation. I'm sure it's horseshit. Um, if, 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 if you were unemployed for a, a day, who knows, but I just never believed it. I thought it was all a big joke. And that's, and you, if you hear me on the show, uh, uh, I, I sort of, 
allude to that. So that's the first thing. And I don't really like the veiled threats at the end that there'll be no retribution. Like, I didn't reveal anything. No one takes Montante seriously. So I think maybe you're blowing it up. Um, and, yeah, leave me alone. Mick, do you, do you think I've been – what's going on here? Uh, I mean, I I understand the question, but I don't know if it's – I, I think he might be – a little, I don't know. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I don't know his real situation. So maybe, maybe he has got some real stuff going on. And if that's the case, and Montante is piling on, but I'd feel like if Montante, I feel like if it was like a real, don't talk about it, real issue, I feel like Montante wouldn't. So I feel like it's probably if, if he was unemployed for a week, who gives a fuck? Or you know what I mean? Like you know, whatever. Yeah, but of course, Adam, you know, um, just you know, want the best for you. Um, yeah, he's a nice guy. Don't blame me. Yeah, to me. He, he lives in the Cape in the summertime too. He lives near me. Mm. All right, next question. This is from Nipples, Gearhead Mike. Will Kirk respect (laughs) J-Rock if he is able to pull off the Jon Stewart show? I know it is a KMS thing, but it all relies on Justin. Probably not. So I don't know if you remember, I mentioned uh, in the last minute fandom that I thought maybe they shouldn't be doing the live show with Justin. Uh, But it looks like now Barstool are putting it up a roadblock to doing it, that they can't sell tickets due to their gambling license. So, um, yeah, maybe um, it's not going to happen anyway and Justin gets off. I mean, mean, Trent, as someone that deals clearly with a lot of mental health issues, you must understand why I thought this might be an added stress Justin doesn't need. Oh, immediately when they brought this idea up, I was like, this is probably not the best idea. He left the world for a reason. Why are we bringing him back into the world? However, it's been a while since he left the show. So if he's been able, I don't know how long it's been exactly, a couple months at least. If If he's gone and he's sought out mental health like professionals, I'm finally in therapy doing my shit and it's actually helping. If he's gone and sought that out and is able to kind of work through the tension and anxiety that the show caused him, it might be a good thing for his business, but he wouldn't have been the first person that I went to. Um, even with the relationship that he has with the show, just based on the fact that it seems like, at least in my experience, small things can set off pain panic attacks and i mean Mm. if anything goes wrong that night he's gonna get absolutely skewered so thank you i don't i don't think in my opinion it's not a good idea for his mental health no they should pick somewhere else and i want to ask is the barstool thing they can't sell tickets because they're selling them as a raffle which is technically gambling i think something like that okay mick thoughts uh you know i I think i asked about it on the show too because I was. I think it is putting him in an uncomfortable position, but at the same time, like he he's a grown adult. He could have easily said no. I'm uncomfortable with this. You know, I don't think they would have made that big of a deal about it. Um, I think Justin really did like John Stewart, so that's probably why he's involved with it. You know, he, it was good to see him on the show, um, the memorial show or the tribute show. Mm. But uh, I definitely see the. I think it's a fair question, and if if he at all is uncomfortable with it, then you just hope it goes well for him. Yeah. Because he's not really trying to look. It doesn't seem like he's willing. It doesn't seem like he's trying to get back in. Exactly. Now, well, it um, sounds like the meeting that he had with Colomain went great. So if he can build off that, there's a chance, I yeah. guess, that it could be successful. But yeah, I agree with Mick. All right. We'll see. All right. Next question. This is from Matt Evans. 
did Montante suggesting RA as a guest, Rear Admiral, Admiral drive you insane. We sat through the worst episode in KMS history with RA already. Cullinane proceeded to bring him up every single time Cully and Kirk brainstormed the Friday guest. Now the third chair suggested suggested too. I'd call it suspicious at least. I agree. I'm sure Cullinane asked Montante to suggest RA. I think RA was pretty so. terrible. Um I have no idea why you'd want him to I went back and listened to that that Iowa episode when they were doing was it they're doing the case, right? Or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was so awkward. He's when Kirk said uh he makes me uncomfortable. It's what it was. It was an uncomfortable show. It was just very awkward. Yeah. Montante has the worst guest in- instinct. Like I, we went through it before, those those terrible people he keeps trying to push on to Kirk. Uh, <laughs> and RA is one of them. Uh, next question, Shark Minahan. Oh, this is to you, Mick. No Did Mick ever consider greasing the skids with a bit of alcohol before his appearance on KMS? No, no. No, I didn't want to be I, – I wouldn't do that. That's – no, especially because, like I said, um, more than anything, like I would I – would, obviously, I'll go on that show anytime. We'll do anything that they would want me to do. But more than anything, I would, I would like to work there. So I would never put myself in that position. Yes. Uh, this is from Ted Sarandis. Um, actually, Trent, will you just um, – what will you do before you go in? Pop another Xanax? What is it? A couple of bourbons? Um <sighs> Maybe both. No, man, I've been, I mean, before I came on today, uh, I just got some like breathing exercises and mindfulness exercises. Jerk off. Have really Jerk off. Oh, I mean, I do that while I'm doing my mindfulness. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. But no, so <laughs> it's, it's a lot of mindfulness. I try literally, I try to stay away from Xanax, but like in situations where I know it's going to peak and it's either going to be obviously a panic attacks flight fight or flight i'm gonna try to get the hell out of there i'm not gonna want to be there so yeah i'll I'll probably wake up a little early it's gonna be like a first job you know where you toss and turn um but that's why Mm. i want to get there early you know get get situated with colonane get my get in my spot and kind of get set before kirk even walks in um but yeah, yeah to answer your question uh, I'll probably take like half a Xanax because it doesn't make me, I mean, I've taken a Xanax today and you, it doesn't make me loopy or anything like that. I'm still able to have coherent thoughts. Um, so yeah, that's mm. probably what I'll end up doing is. And don't up, be do- afraid. Don't be afraid to write a few things down. Like it's okay. Oh, I've been if taking got, notes. Like, you know, if you've got like, uh, you know, a number of show things or stuff you want to talk about, Write them all down, have it on your lap. If that's going to make, because then you can just look down and pick something if you get a bit stuck. Um, you know, it, it's it's cool to do that. Um, you know, Kirk's one of those. Kirk, oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, I'm what, sorry. What was that? So people were accusing me. They thought I was texting. Uh, well, you, had, you should have gone in with some stuff. I mean, I had it on my phone. I was looking yeah. at it. I thought of little things. Come on. Okay, it wasn't like. Okay, yeah, I was planning like on taking friend. my iPad in. Is that not a good idea? That's fine. I've got that. I use my iPad as well as notes sometimes. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, uh, that sounds like a good strategy. All right, Ted Sarandis. Will Mick formally apologize for his subpar performance yeah, I let him to down. all who advocated for his yeah, appearance like down. myself? I let him would down. You like to, would you like to apologize? I certainly should. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess I let some of the boys down. It uh, it was definitely an uneventful first thirty, but I thought it could, I thought it was okay. I'll give my like I said, I'll give myself a D minus D D D minus for the beginning, and then I thought the second hour was pretty good. Okay. Um, 
Any truth to the rumour that Billboard chart guy will be making an appearance on Minna Fandom? So, Ted, um, look, uh, I have counselled with Billboard chart guy and he's in such a good place with Kirk now. I just think it is better for him not to jeopardise that by coming on this show. So I've said to Billboard chart guy, um, we'll respectfully keep our distance. We're both admirers of each other's work. But, you know, I worked hard. And when I was in studio with Kirk, I even brought up Billboard Chart Guy. So I don't want to jeopardize that. That's, um, so- uh, that's noble of you. I don't think you would have done that a year ago. That's, that's, that's noble. It's growth. It's progress. Exactly. Um, um, uh, now, the next question from Ted. He's always asked a few. Are you happy that Andy Mayo apparently will be in KMS Studio in the future? I answered that before, of course. Um, it, it would, uh, you know, when it's like my friends, like, um, Mick or Mayo, I can't even sleep. I have to stay up and watch them live. Um, so, yeah. What's um, the next question? Um, so it starts um, at the moment. It changes because summer and uh, winter time. But I think the show usually starts about one a.m. my time. So sometimes, oh. if that's like a Friday night, and you know I'm staying up, maybe I, I can listen to it um, live. But usually, it's in the morning when you I could get be on up. Saturn, and you'd find a fucking way to listen to the show. But then in <laughs> winter, it switches because you go. We go one way and you go the other, so we end up. I think it's the starts around eleven p.m. So then you can actually like listen to it while you're going to bed. Um, all right, next question: Tony Cass is Montante good, or is he just better than Jared Carabas? It's a good point. <laughs> I think he's better uh, than Carabas, and I think both are true. I think he's yep. good and better than Carabas. Trent, do you just not like Carabas? That's the second time I've heard you say something about Carabas. You just not a fan. Me, uh, I yeah. I'm not the biggest fan, but like I think more than anything is he's uh he's limited to what he can do, and the stuff that he's vulnerable that would make it funny he doesn't really want to touch. So it's like you know, I don't know. I feel like with him, like yeah, Montana, you're gonna get more out of you. You, you if, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. There was a fair amount of things that he kind of navigated either away from her or around when they were having him in weekly. So no, Red Sox, no, just the Red Sox in general. Like it's it's always gonna be you know touchy with him. Yeah, he's he's always been pretty cool to me, but I can uh, I definitely understand why people would not like him. Uh, he's a, I'm sure he's a really good guy. He, he, he seems like a really good guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out on Carabas. Um, all right, next question. <laughs> um, Bruce, if mixed podcasting and blogging career doesn't go as planned, what is his backup what? plan? Would he be willing to work for Red Sox ownership and front office as their boy toy? Absolutely. Oh my God. I'll do that. I'll sign that deal right now. I would be John Henry's go boy. I'll, I'll be a personal bartender, whatever he wants. I'll be his twink, whatever he needs. I'm in. Absolutely. Okay. Um, another question for you from suburban tug time question for Mick. in hindsight, what would you change about your performance on KMS? Like I said, I, I'm I'm not making an excuse for myself, but like I I was rushing getting there, so like I was I was planning on taking about ten minutes to kind of settle in, you know, come up with a couple maybe one liners to start or something, a couple you know something to be ready, some of the topic or two. But I was just nervous about getting ready, and then I got called out for being late. So in the, in the, like the days prior to that, did you not think of a few one liners? Oh, I did. No, I absolutely did. I'm telling you, and, and the, like I I was just panicked by the time I got there. Like, Fuck now, you know, I was kind of okay. running late. So get there earlier next time. Yeah. All right. Andy Mayo, does Mick know that Ray Bradbury wrote Fahrenheit 451 while renting time on a typewriter 
at his local library. I did not know that. I did not know that either. And that's that. And the thing is, if we're going to get that sort of level of material from Andy Mayer on the main show, maybe he shouldn't go in. Um, all right. So this is from Montante. Why did Mick delete his last blog? Now, um, so this is the blog. Um, mm -hmm. Anyways, can I quickly give you some thoughts and maybe ask a question or two regarding today's program? This yeah. is from Mick. Please, for the love of God, do an audio-only episode of Andy Mayo's appearance. Now, he yeah. hasn't spelled episode right, so I'm thinking you'd had a few drinks when you wrote this. No, the opposite. I, I enjoyed hearing the Garden State gambling man, Mr. Michael Montante. Kirk, do you know CPR? Because there was a point in time where during Montante's chanting, I thought he was going to slide out of that chair and die suddenly. Jesus Christ started early today, did we, Michael? His liver function level has to be closing in on the four-digit uh, mark. He Stand did not look healthy. Far, by the way. Uh, so why, why did you delete this pussy boy? Uh, main reason I delete it is because, well, I always hit up Blind Owl, or I've been corresponding with him because he, he writes blogs, right? And he hit me up and he, or I, I hit him up with it and I had already posted it and I was like, ah, whatever, it's probably fine. And he got back to me and he's like, hey, it's kind of coming off creepy, dude, in the beginning. Like, it's, it's not, I'm not good enough of a writer to come off as that, like, to come off as that, like, funny, creepy, like, Francis Ellis is really good at it. I don't know if you've read his blogs, but he's really good at, like, just that sarcastic, like, everybody knows it's not true, but you're writing it completely true. Like, I don't know, I, I can't do that. And so that was kind of what I was trying to come off as. And then I reread it um, when I had time because I was really doing it in between Vegas stuff. I, I literally had 35 minutes and was kind of listening to the end of the show threw it up real quick and was like, hopefully get some reaction. Hopefully people like it. See you later. And didn't really think about it. And then I saw the owl's message and I was like, let me reread it, reread it. And I was like, ah, yeah, I'll delete it. And then I knew, I knew right away I was going to get killed for it. So I was like, whatever. But I just, I, more than anything, I, I, I just didn't want to sound like creepy. I was like, I don't, I don't want that to sound creepy. But you sounded like a fucking bitter bitch. Like what was going on oh, there? But, but that's why, like, I, I, I want, like, that's exactly what, what I'm saying. What were you going for though? What were you going for? I to like the style Francis writes as is like, everybody knows that you're like, obviously not happy about how it went, but you're writing it as if you're really mad. Like I was trying to write it as sarcasm bit. And then I realized I'm not good enough a writer to do that. So I'm like, I'm not, I don't know. I, I, I regretted how I wrote it, but the, the, but that was only like the first part, the bottom part, stand by everywhere. Like the reaction to the show, that was, that was just my honest reaction to the show at the time. Mm. Sounds fishy to me. No fishing is the, the blog that everybody will kill me for is the one that's still up there. That's the one. That's the long one. That was like, I would never delete that. Cause that was, I at least put some form of effort into Okay, now this is another question for you from Murchison's but fair question. I'm, I, like I said to Mike, uh, not Montante, blind Mike, you're going to get caught. Like I knew right yeah. away. I knew it was coming. Yeah, a lot of questions coming away. This one from Murchison's Mouse. Does Mick consider his eff effort a missed opportunity or was it a home run? Also, has he ever considered having someone help edit his blogs or at the very least maybe think about reading his own blog posts at at least one time before posting? See, yeah, no, that's a fair dad. The answer that first part, I, I used to know I didn't edit anything and I would just kind of throw it up there. So definitely if I'm going to be blogging more, I got to, I got to proofread or find an editor. Mm. Uh, what was the first one? Uh, it doesn't matter. Red man, given the real hatred. Oh, blown opportunity. No, I want to yeah. answer that. That was actually a good question. Let me answer okay, that. Okay. Well, was it a blown opportunity? No, uh, no, because I don't think it was an opportunity. I, I think it was, well, that's, uh, that's kind of how, no, but let me explain. Let me explain like how I looked at it. I was like, obviously it's no, listen, it, it's an it's an opportunity to like grow my own podcast, but I really wasn't in there to do that. I'm not promoting it or anything like that. He talked about the Vegas stuff. I so was it was really a lost opportunity. 
No, listen, no, no, no. Let me explain. The opportunity wasn't really anything. Like, what was going to go on there and become like the next Artie Lang? Like, no, I mean, he wasn't. No, no, but, well, ab- no absolutely. I mean, we've seen Montante went in there and then the next day Kirk said, oh, I liked having him in. Let's having him more often. Yeah. And he didn't do that to you, which means right. the opportunity was there. I you didn't, I, you I, didn't I, make that opportunity. So technically, technically, you have to say it was a lost opportunity. Yeah, you know, the lost opportunity is not being able to work for them. That would be more. Like, I don't really mm. care if I can't be on. That was what I'm saying. I think you should just concede on this one i already Same. did menace and murchison matthew right it was a lost okay. opportunity Manners and Mur- yep, there you go you're right all right perfect um <laughs> it's much easier just give in um this is from red given the real hatred from kirk towards mick and kirk dave's hesitance to have mick work for kms for free has mick ever tried out for the blind mike project uh, not tried out, but I made them a couple of clips. Me and Craig, when it first was really getting going, like the very beginning, we're corresponding. I think I sent him over a couple of things and it was just like, Hey, if I can help out, I can help out. I, I told them that I was going to be able to more, I was going to be able to do more than I could in the beginning. Shocker to nobody. Um, and you know, I just ended up not working out, but I, I would be like open to it. Like I said, I mean, I get, I get paid for kind of doing the same thing right now. So like, I don't, if I got paid the right number and it was good and it all worked out fine, but I don't know. Is it something you can do part time? Yeah, maybe. I, I I like Mike, so I mean, if 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 that was like a something that he would want to, I don't know. I I would be open to it. As I would say, I would never close the door on it. That's all. I'm say. happy to give you a reference. Thank I've you. Always, Thank I've, you. I've, I actually always found you very professional to work with. Uh, <laughs> uh, downstairs area now, Trent. This one's for you. Okay. Do you think it is appropriate for Kirk that Kirkman takes Harry to all these horror movies? So I'll tell you, when I was five, my Christmas present from my dad was Terminator T2. So Mm, I've been watching horror. I've been watching horror and, you know, off-color comedy stuff like Borat and all that since I was four or five. So, I mean, Kirk has an idea of of what's going through Harry's head. If he thinks it's going to bother him, I don't think he would take him. So I think it's okay. Spending some time together with the boy, nothing wrong with that. Mick? Uh, I mean, I guess obviously if it was a problem, he would probably not take him, but I, my dad was never taking me to horror movies, no. I don't think I've ever watched a horror movie with my dad. Fair enough. I, I don't like horror films, so I wouldn't, I've never had this one, but I, I, don't, I think it's fine, Dancer's area. I'm not going to criticize Kirk for taking Harry to it. <laughs> uh, you know, I was really happy we didn't have Harry doing some wrestling preview this week. Like, Harry's a a great kid, but we don't need him on the show. Um, yeah, yeah, he might be getting so, it. Really? I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't I love, I love when he's on. Yeah, you would um, connect. Um, all right, Toby, this is from – no, this is BioDude. Um, should the Falmouth School District accept any blame for Mick or is this strictly something that happens at birth or brain injury? Did you go to school, Mick? Uh, so Falmouth is a town near me and it's a Cape town that I referenced. I, I know a girl from Falmouth that's been helping me with the Vegas thing. And that, I think that's what he's referring to on the show. I'm from Yarmouth and yes, no Yarmouth is notoriously bad school. It's probably the worst school in the Cape. DY is, I would say hands down the worst school in the Cape. So yeah, no, they're responsible, but also my genetics were not very smart. Okay. Uh, drunk uh, era <laughs> Bruce question for Mick after trying to read the blog and listening to you on the show last week, I'd assume your highest level of education was eighth grade. There was no, a question no. there. No. no, 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 that's not true. I, uh, I dropped out at 16. No, I'm just kidding. No, I finished high school and, and did some college too, but I didn't finish college. 
I'm not surprised. He started yeah. something and didn't finish it. Um, yeah, no, I was right. like, yeah, I'm going to go be an aspiring podcaster and move to Austin. See you later. I'll tell you about that one another time. <laughs> you really? I'll, come okay, down we'll and, we'll... I'll come down and help you. Yeah, it's 21. It was great. Um, uh, last question. This is from Roscoe, and he's asked me, best big O moment from his Planet Mikey appearance. And I love Roscoe. He's a great fan. He's a huge Mena fan. And, you know, you, I need fans like this who keep me honest. He asks good questions. Um, so, you know, I always appreciate Roscoe's feedback. Um, I saw that big O, so Glenn Ordway, went on Planet Mikey's show, and I didn't listen to it. But it made me think, um, you know, if Glenn's going on fucking that horrible Planet Mikey show, I think it would be good for him to go one Thursday or Friday with Kirk. Not regularly, but I thought it would be fun. Get Glenn in, have a bit of fun with him. Glenn, I think, unlike Jerry, can laugh at himself. Um, and I just thought, why not? And Roscoe seems to think that's a terrible idea. Um, I don't know uh, your, if you, you two know, know Glenn Ordway, I but... I know who he is. He, uh, I, I think it would be good if, like, it, I, I feel, if, if Glenn had his own show and they could, like, kind of mess with his show and call in and then maybe do, like, 15 minutes on the phone, I think that would probably be enough. But, like, a full episode with him, he's kind of old, too, isn't he? Like, he's got to be almost 80. I think he's 70, isn't he? But oh, he's, he was 70 he's kind of funny. They could, I mean, they could do a whole show bashing EEI, for example. Say right now, how old he is. He's got to be close to 80. Um, anyway, look, that's, he's that's 72. All. Yes, I mean, I, I, mean I, I don't think it was – if you're going to get people like Snell in, I don't think we're we're saying Glenn Ordway's a, a terrible idea for a one-off. Yeah, that's fair. You think he'd be Did better you, on KMS than he would be going on uh, Callahan? I don't know where I, – I didn't listen to him a whole lot, so I don't know where he stands politically. But most of the older people that were on EEI seem to be pretty staunch Republicans. Uh, Glenn's – Glenn's good on air. I mean, he hosted the big show. Anyway, that was Ross's oh, question. Yeah. Um, I just thought Glenn would be funny for an episode. That's all. And I'm sure lots of people that listen to KMS would think the same thing who, you know, have grown up listening to Glenn wouldn't mind. Um, we know, like, Kirk can do a show with Mick and he's going to exactly. do a show with Trent. So you don't think he couldn't do a good show with Glenn, the big O? I mean, he does one with a, with a primate every day behind the glass. Come on. That's it. Um and the last question, uh, who, is hates real. who is Trent? Who is Trent? Was um, Trent? Was that so asked by, that was sunburn tug time? <laughs> yes, suburban. I tried to respond. I tried to respond back to him. I said, I, uh, I messaged him. I said, hey, so just so we're not strangers anymore, I'm Trent. And I'll be on the, uh, I'll be on the show tonight. Hope you tune in. So he got his answer a little bit earlier. Yeah. Good. And yeah, great to have you on. So that's all the questions. And, you know, I like to wrap up all the Mina fandom with sort of closing segment. Um, what have you been watching? Um, so I'll start things off. So I've been watching two things. Ned Snarker Montante recommended Tulsa King, the Sly mm. St Stallone show. And I'm about halfway through the nine episodes. Thoroughly recommend it. It's, it's perfect that sort of middle ground, you know, something that sort of you can just wind down to. Um, so, yeah, and Sly's good in it. It's Sly doing Sly stuff yeah. in Tulsa. So Tulsa King. And the other one was I watched last night the movie The Menu with Ray Fiennes. I've heard, heard of, of The Menu. I've heard of and it. It's got the girl Taylor Joy or whatever. She's pretty hot. She was in um, that movie about the chess player um anyway um the menu it's very good and i want to spoil it but um 
It was um, a thoroughly entertaining movie. Uh, yep. Mick, what have you been watching? Uh, the, I've just watched The Last of Us, that new show. That's a pretty okay. damn good one. Um, I like that. Uh, let me think for movies. I was, re- you know, what I just rewatched was Inglorious Bastards. I rewatched that on Friday night. And I, I had to stack up. Love it. Oh, it's it's so it's still so good. You know who's so freaking good in that is that villain guy. I forget his name, but the main villain guy, and he's in uh, Django. Christoph and- Waltz. There you go. Um, he's fantastic in it. Oh uh, yeah. I think he won an Oscar for best supporting actor in that movie. Maybe he did. What have you been watching, Trent? Yellowstone. So, no, close. I uh, I realized that from the start of the pandemic, I had watched The Sopranos about three times. I watched The Leftovers about three times. I was like, I need to branch out. So. I finally came across Deadwood. I'm like, I'm going to give this a shot. And it was That's so a great show. good. So I, so I watched the movie, didn't provide much closure. But then I was like, I really like Timothy Oliphant. So I've been watching, uh, I got into Justified. It's on, used to be on FX, where he's a U.S. Marshal. So I've just been flying through that show. I'm going to be upset when it's over. Nice. Actually, speaking to me, the elephant, I just rewatched The Mandalorian season one and two, and then the last three, Book of Boba Fett, which has Timothy Oliphant as the gunslinger um, and Baby Yoda He's doing good. Baby Yoda stuff. Just the best. <laughs> and Mandalorian season three starts in March. Um, Baby Yoda is like the best character on TV this century, probably. Oh, uh, hands down. There we go. Um, they just released the Oh, sorry. I was just saying they just released a news article that said the boys on Amazon Prime uh, outperformed every Marvel Studio Disney Plus series to become 2022's most watched superhero program. That's insane. I'm not surprised because the Marvel superhero shows are not good. Like they, are they not? I never got into the universe. None of them are like none of them. Uh, none of those shows. Maybe one division have I felt if they didn't exist, I'd be missing out on anything. Um, so yeah. Um, alrighty. Well, that's what we've been watching. Um, to Trent, I'm a big. Thanks for coming on the show. You did really well. Thanks for I'm a big me. fan of Texas barbecue. Uh, so maybe one day I'll come and visit you, and we can have ribs together. I know where we can go. Oh, man, there's about 18 different places. Great. Um, <laughs> Mick, you've done really well. We've battled through a little bit of a delay with yeah. Trent on the internet. Um, you know, thanks for opening up. You, you've, you've shared your painful story of going in there. I yep. appreciate the honesty. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you. Always happy to come on here. I love this program. I actually yeah, have I'm going to message you. I got a couple questions that we got to talk off air about. We can bring them on here next time. But a couple, couple okay. questions, right? Perfect. Um, anything else you guys want to, uh, Trent, uh, good luck on the main show. I'll be thinking of you. Um, you know, I just encourage everybody to back me up on this. You know, we cannot let Dave Cullinane ruin your opportunity. You're a nice guy. Clearly you needed the experience. You really needed the experience. Kirk should thank me. He should send me a thank you. Absolutely. So yeah. Peace well, I up, appreciate buddy. it. Yeah. You're a great guy. You're welcome back anytime. We'll sort out your connection for next time a bit better. But anytime, buddy. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to come back. This was a good experience. I appreciate you guys. Take take care, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.
Hidden by a vegetable Aussie <laughs> Looking for things that were said by Big Steve Steve made some comments about his own family He erased it cause it made Ben angry He got fucked by a man down under <laughs> With missing audio, yup, discover. Too happy to reveal Steve's plunder. He enjoyed blowing Steve's cover. This guy is prolific. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Quick. Kirk handed Steve a suspension. Got a lot of grief for it in his mentions. <laughs> Steve could have gotten off easy. Just done like Blind Mike and said he needed therapy. He <laughs> got fucked by a man down under. Who thinks Steve's a motherfucker? Called him out as a show scrubber. <laughs> He wants Steve replaced by another. I heard some news today. An Australian man was found slain. <laughs> Adult was found by the body. Said nobody can fuck with S. <laughs> yeah! He fucked up a man down under. <laughs>